0: Good evening, good evening, and welcome to the Speak Easy Podcast. Welcome to your Sunday evening wind down and Sunday evening wind down. Today we have a fabulous guest here with us in the studio today, Verna Myers-Farunkel. She is a motivational speaker and she's gonna come today and talk to us about how to move forward into your purpose. And so without further ado, I'm, again, I'm going to say welcome to all of you. And without further ado, I am going to bring up Berna. Good evening, Verna. How are you?
1: Hey, Constance. I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing?
0: I'm wonderful. And welcome to the Speak Easy podcast. I'm so glad to have you here.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate the opportunity to chat with you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. And so what I would like for you to do now is to just tell the listening audience who you are and what do you have to provide for them today?
1: Sure. So I'll start with the personal side. Excuse me, Constance. I'm not sure what's going on with my voice, but I'll start with personal. I'm actually a Southern girl born and bred in the South, and that's how Constance I actually connected we're true southern girls um i am actually born and raised in south carolina um i am actually um now living in columbia though i am a wife a mother um of two my niece and nephew who i raised from birth um first and foremost though, the most important thing for people to know about me personally is that i am a daughter of god i am a lover of god a worshiper of god i understand that i am who i am in him And it's only in him that I move, live, and have my being. And so I cannot even do a personal introduction without just saying that everything I am, Constance, is because of him. So I'm so thankful and grateful to just be a King's kid. That's who I am at the very core. Um, That's who I am personally. Professionally, I have spent the last 23 years working in higher education. um, Took a leap of faith right after COVID to have my own business full time. Um, So I am the founder and CEO of Inspired Strategies, which is a consulting and professional development firm. I am a leadership and purpose alignment strategist, motivational speaker, trainer, author. I am out here just living my best life, doing all the things that I wanted to do my whole life and just hadn't been bold enough to do. I'm out here taking a leap of faith and doing it and just loving it every single day. And that's at the essence of who I am, pretty much. Wow.
0: You know, I think back to how we first connected, you know, on Clubhouse. Right. And, you know, during the pandemic, here I am at that time. I was brand new to Clubhouse, um, had never even heard of Clubhouse until someone told me about it. And so I started going into different rooms. I cannot remember what room we were in together, but I remember there were a lot of people present in that room that day. And I had been in that room for some time and you came on and you spoke. And I'm like, oh my God, that is me rewind 25 years ago. Wow. That's me. You know, wow. and I'm like, I've got to, I must. I have got to reach out to her and, and talk with her because you know, I was at that time I was thinking about doing my own project as far as an anthology. And which I'm doing now, it'll be launching in September, The Invisible Soul. Uh-huh. And yeah. when I heard you talk, <clears throat> I'm like, I know exactly what she means because that was me, my college years, my teen years, my college years. Because of my weight, I felt invisible. Mm-hmm. I felt very much invisible, you know. And I was telling a friend of mine about it, actually one of my college roommates, and she was like, I never knew.
1: Right. You and that's it. the thing. Most people don't know, like, you know, the thing is, like, you suffer in silence a lot. Yeah, Um, you A lot of people suffer in silence. But for me, it was also because I was just determined not to use my weight as a crutch. I I didn't want to be victimized. But then the funny thing is that even in trying to not become a victim, you begin to victimize yourself. And so, you know, now in this phase that I'm in in my life, I'm understanding not only was I a victim or allowed myself to become a victim of other people's you know, stereotypes and negativity, but I also perpetuated that stuff onto myself just by trying to be the strong woman who, you know, wasn't impacted and who wasn't going to let that stop her. And then, you know, just, you can't bury hurt. You can't bury pain. You can't bury trauma, no matter, you know, what you're doing and how you think you're, you know, you're going through life. You have to deal with that stuff head on because it hinders you from moving forward, which is what we're going to talk about tonight, just how to shift forward and how to move past where you are to get where you know you belong. But you know, for me, even in that room, like that was the beginning of me beginning to use my voice and allow God to use me and use my story to help and motivate other people. Um, And we connected over, you know, being overweight. But for me, I want my story to not only connect with those who are dealing with that, but also with just people who I'm stuck. I don't know how to get where I wanna be. I just know I'm supposed to be somewhere else and I'm stuck here. And I've allowed my own negative idiosyncrasies and my own personal things to keep me from having the boldness and the courage to move forward. Um, I just believe that God allowed me to walk that journey so I could help other people. And so that's why I'm so excited to be here tonight to just kind of share some of that stuff with you.
0: And you know, it's it's interesting that you said, you know, that being in that place of stuck. Many of us are stuck for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just so happened that ours was... Oh no, a weight issue.
1: Exactly. Our stuff. Exactly.
0: But you know, for me, when I took the stage in Michigan in 2021, and I talked about sabotaging behaviors, and I sent my speech to theme around the struggle of me being obese from the age of three to the age of 50, and what that did to me and how that affected me. But when I walked off of the stage that day and I said, you know what? you need to start addressing the sabotaging behaviors that occurred as a result of that so you can help other people walk away from that right. and so i have a platform every monday night on clubhouse that's what we talk about because there are a variety of sabotaging oh, yeah. behaviors of all kinds and people engage in them for different reasons be it oh, yeah. what, be it trauma whatever
1: Yeah. And the funny thing is, it's so easy to identify when other people are the problem. But when we are forced by God to look at how we contributed Mm -hmm. to our issues, that's where the sabotaging behaviors come in. And then having the wherewithal and the courage to say, you know what, God, just show me me. Show me what I'm doing, you know, to keep myself stuck and how I can do what I need to do to be unstuck for myself. Um, That was a weighty thing. And I use the word weight. I'll use that a lot. I do. A lot of words that are associated with weight just to over because that's my way of taking power away from the stereotypical you know you're overweight you should be sad and depressed and down and dumpy and frumpy and you know not in the forefront so i, I sometimes use um acronyms for words like that so that um i can take that power away because i'm not those things i'm no longer those things i am powerful i am courageous i am purposeful You know, I'm just I'm so amazed at who God has made me to be and being able to fully own every bit of what God has instilled in me to give to the world is an amazing thing. So I'm taking the power away from all that negative stuff. So um, so fully walking in, you know, the realization and, and your healing journey. A part of that will become understanding that you played a role in your hurt. You know, you played a role in your pain. And not only did you play a role, but if you haven't allowed yourself to walk the the journey of healing, then you're continuing to perpetuate and you're self-inflicting more trauma on yourself. And so we have to be willing to allow God to get into those hurtful places and get into our pain and our disappointment and our past hurt to truly empower us so that we can grow beyond that stuff and become these amazing people that God has created us to be.
0: Exactly. Because you know what, regardless of, and what I tell people now, forget about your past. Okay. Forget about what you look like, how you look, how short you may be, how tall you may be. That does not, that's not the core of who you are. Those are surface issues and superficial. Yes. Yes. God looks at the heart of a man. And so that's what we need to do too, is look at what is within us that is unique, different from anybody else out there that makes us who we are. And that's what I thought it should be.
1: Exactly. And the thing, though, is tapping into that. Yes. And also understanding, like, I think the world perpetuates this story of us needing to find our power and find ourselves. And the reality is that we don't have to find anything. God already instilled it in us when he formed us. He'd already given it to us. You don't need to search for power. You don't need to search for strength He instilled those things in you when he formed you before he even put you in your mother's womb. You have to tap into it, though. It's already there. A lot of times it's lying dormant because you just don't understand who created you and the power that he puts behind speaking the word into your life and putting inside those things that you need to walk in purpose and walk in destiny. So it's just untapped potential. That's truly what untapped potential is. But You don't have to look for it. It's already inside you. It's not some deep, you know, thing where you have to go on this quest, which a lot of times I think people make us think like we have to go on this long, deep spiritual quest to find out who we are in God. And it's really simple. He has equipped it. Number one, he loves us. So his love outweighs anything that we can go through. And he's just waiting on us to say, God, show me who I am in you. Show me the things that you gifted me with. Show me the things that you purpose with me, purpose me with. Help me to be who you call me to be every day. And every step matters. Like it doesn't, you don't have to be taking leaps and bounds every day. Every little step matters every day. So if you're if you're bold enough to just take a step, you won for today in my book. Like that's a win. You know, I, I think I posted on social media not too long ago that there are no small wins or big wins. Um, yes. I was celebrating something with someone and it was like, oh, that's. That's such a good thing to celebrate. That's a small win. Wait till you get those big wins. And it really did something to me. And I thought about it. And I'm like, the Holy Spirit was like, there's no such thing. Every win is a win no matter what. Is there's no it's such right. thing as a small win or a big win. If you took a step today and it was a positive thing, then you won that day. You know, celebrate every single win because it's hard out here, <laughs> Look, I say all the time, like it's hard out here in these entrepreneurial streets, but life is just hard sometimes. Yes. So every chance you get to celebrate your wins, you need to do that. Yes. Yes.
0: And, you know, you said the key thing about understanding. Who made you? Mm -hmm. Okay, understanding that and when we understand it, I think that's the problem most of us face. We go through life and we don't really sit back and take the time to fully understand that God made us diverse for a reason. And he created us the way he did for a reason. There's a purpose behind it. The way he, so he gave some of us blue eyes. He gave some of us brown. He made us different for a reason. And he created something unique within us. And so I always tell people, when you unleash, when you learn to unleash what's within you, you first have to understand who you are as a person in him. exactly. Exactly. And then once you fully understand who you are as an individual in him, then you understand what's unique about you and what makes you spectacular.
1: And And that you is so important, especially today. Like we live in a world where social media just has everybody's life just on display. And it's so easy to get caught up in what you think other people's story is. And I want to be like them and I want to do that. And I want to do this, but there is so much value in, in walking your own walk and in tapping into your own unique giftness. God is not he does not make copycats. He made one you and only you. There is nobody out there who's destined to do the things that you were called to do. You are unique. You are gifted. You are purposed. And those things that he put in you, Constance, nobody else can do. So if you're sitting on your gifts and you're not taking the time to spend time with him because that's important. That you spend time with him so he can begin to reveal to you the uniqueness and the value that he's instilled in you. If you don't do that, then you're struggling and you're stuck. And that's the way to get unstuck. Number, the most important thing is get to know who created you and spend time with him and ask the hard questions. You know, sometimes it's not easy to recognize what that unique thing is. But look, God is a God who loves for us to communicate with him. So I know he gets tired of me because I'm just like, okay, God, what's... (laughs) what's going on? Like, I need you to show me something I need. And that's just by virtue of even understanding that I am a curious person by nature, but I'm also someone who likes to be in control. And so sometimes God has to say to me, I don't need you to be in control. I just need you to sit down and walk this walk with me and let me lead you on this journey. That's my story. But your story may be completely different. I mean, it may be easy for you to hear from God and hear the things that he's uniquely gifted you with, but be bold enough to have that communion with him. To find out and you know what <laughs>
0: it's funny that you, I'm, I'm sitting here listening to you and i'm like oh my gosh you're right you have to talk i know i do it i know he probably gets tired of me i'm like okay you know i'll pray about something you know he'll yeah. give me some ideas and they'll give me an inspiration and then it's not quite going the way i want to go i'm like all oh right now wait a minute
1: yeah I'm like, okay what's yeah. going Don't on do talk about it I do, yeah. I do the you're same thing i do the like, same thing what's going on mm-hmm you know mm-hmm.
0: so yes, we have to learn within ourselves. We we really do have to develop that intimate relationship with him. Yeah. And that yeah. only happens through prayer, scripture, and meditation.
1: Mm-hmm. You and know, it,
0: really, it really does. It really does. And you know, a lot of times, you know, I know during the pandemic, he would always wake me up around the same four times. Mm-hmm. And I mean every day, and I'm like, okay. So I guess you're telling me, you know, after about two weeks of waking up at 3, 3.05, and I'm like, you know what? I'm like, okay. So I guess you're saying to me, God, you need to get up out of this bed and let's talk. And so that's what I started doing. And when I started doing that, that's when the inspiration
1: came and the ideas came
0: and things start to make Mm -hmm. sense. And I was Mm -hmm. able to
1: understand
0: things clearly.
1: Right. And the key to that is there's a verse in the Bible that says God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And it's in the seeking that we get our blessings, but also in the obedience. So, you know, if you hadn't gotten up when he called you at three o'clock in the morning, every morning, if you decided, you know what, look, I'm tired, I can't do this, then you would have missed out on all those things that he was trying to reveal to you. Like oftentimes, you know, the roadmap that we're looking for, he's ready to give it to us. He's just waiting on us to be obedient. You know, if I tell you to get up at two, if I tell you to get up at one, if I tell you to write, if I tell you to call this person, if I tell you to do these things and we're so busy, you know, questioning that we miss out on the obedience part of what God's God asking us to do. And again, that goes back then to our own personal responsibility. Um, And I want to talk about and go back to about the hurt, because the reality is that a lot of us can't heal because we're married to our hurt. Our Mm -hmm. hurt is comfortable for us. You know, our hurt is our safe space. It's familiar. And so we don't want to do what it takes to heal. We don't want to do what it takes to move forward. Even if it means just spending five minutes talking to God, we're not committed enough to want to heal. And that's what we have to evaluate and make sure that we're ready to heal. Like that was my story. I live with my hurt because it became a defense mechanism for me. The hurt allowed me to build up a wall around my heart so nobody else could hurt me. Okay, I've been hurt. I got you that'll never happen again. And so I begin to build up brick after brick after brick of these walls. And God said, until you ready to knock this wall down and allow me inside to those painful places, you'll never be healed. And so I talk about that a lot in my book, which I know we'll talk about later, but a lot about that is my personal story and testimony of how God used my pain to heal me. But in order to do that, I had to be willing to release and let go of hurt and trauma and pain. Um, It it couldn't be my friend anymore. It was so familiar, Constance. It -hmm. was like, like you said, I lived overweight my whole life. So, you know, being able to to experience hurt and pain and trauma and not being able to trust people and all those things that I suffered through, that was familiar to me and I knew how to deal with that. What I didn't know how to do was allow God into those places where he would expose me, where I felt vulnerable to people. I didn't want to do that. Like, I didn't want to be vulnerable. I didn't want people to know what I was going through. And then God was like, oh yeah, you're going to do it. You're going to write this book and you're going to share with everybody. And I'm like, I don't want people to know that stuff. And God was like, if you don't do what I've called you to do, you'll never be fulfilled. And so I just wanted to share a little bit of my testimony in that, because that's how, that's the path that I had to walk. Okay.
0: So walk somebody through a process. Let's say we've got someone now who is stuck. You call it hurt. I call it that rewind
1: button. Mm-hmm.
0: What happens? Is you keep hitting rewind and you go back that mm-hmm. place. I call it the rewind button. So that's something that I eliminated. I refuse to rewind and to go back. Right. I refuse to, you know. But my thing was once I lost the weight, and the funny thing about it is, I did not want people who did not know me when I was overweight. That people, I, I didn't want them when I was ever heavy. And I'm like, oh wow. And I had a problem with that. And I'm like, wait yeah. a I had to stop myself. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold
1: up. Right. right.
0: That's that's something. That's an accomplishment. That's a big milestone. That's right. something that you struggled with for 47 years. Yeah, and you, should you should finally figured it out. 12 oh, yeah. years to
1: keep it off. You, you should be, be telling everybody. It. You should be yes. on
0: the rooftop shouting it. So that's how exactly. I had to manifest it in myself.
1: Exactly. And then what's so amazing about God is, although we struggle with the same thing, our journeys are different. Yes. So for me, I had to live in my purpose right where I am. Does that mean that I'm not on a quest to be healthy and and lose weight and get to where you are now and say, oh, I once was? No, that's my journey every day. But But my purpose was birth right where I am. My purpose is birth at the weight that I am before God even said, before you even lose a pound, you're gonna walk this journey and you're gonna be in front of crowds and you're gonna talk to people at the weight that you are. And you gotta be okay with that. And even that was hard. Like, I'm so, I don't want people to see, you know, just, you don't wanna be in the front of the camera. You don't want people to see you when you're heavy. You don't want people to see you. But the thing that God showed me was, and I think I said this in the room where we first met, overweight people can be the most seen and the least seen people in a room. And nobody ever recognizes that because people see you. They see your weight, but they don't see who you are and they don't take the time to get to know you because they've already formed these harsh opinions and judgments about who you are just based on your weight. Yes. And so for me, um, going back to your question of what's the process um, for me, number one, I already talked a lot about I really had to connect to the creator and understand not who I thought I was, but who he said I was. So I had to quiet my own voice of who I thought I was and really marry myself to who God designed me to be. That was the first step for me. And if I hadn't done that, I don't think any of the other steps would have been successful. So the first thing you have to do is to tap into the power of you. Yes, Tap into the power of knowing that you are equipped You are destined. You are purposed. God has put inside you everything you need to be successful in this life. Don't look elsewhere. Look to him because he's got all the answers. It's sort of like you wouldn't call Apple to tell you about an Android phone and you wouldn't call Android to tell you about an Apple phone. So why are you looking to anybody else to tell you about who you are except for the person who created you and designed you? So that was number that was step one. And then for me also, Candace, although I'm overweight and I may not be the weight that I want to be, I had to stop focusing on being big and I had to focus on living big, being bold enough to do what God called me to do, being inspired enough to do what yes. God called me to do, and being gifted enough to do what God called me to do. Because it's not about what size I am. It's about how big are you willing to work in your walk in your purpose? Yes. And so I allow God to deliver me. And I always talk, I like to use an acronym of it is important for you to get your weight up when you're ready to be all God has called you to be and when you're ready to be um, unstuck. I use acronyms a lot. So for me, weight is your worth. Number one, you got to know you're worthy. Not because you said it or because anybody else said it, but because God said it. And what God said, I believe. You know, he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. He loves us unconditionally. So if he tells me, I'm worthy, Candice. I'm going to subscribe to that thing and I'm going to repeat it every day. I am worthy. Yes. Number two, you got to be willing to walk in excellence. Like never let anybody else demean you or put you down. You got to know, hey, I'm a good thing. You got to constantly be motivating yourself, inspiring yourself, encouraging yourself. You got to be your biggest cheerleader and you got to walk every day in the excellence of the greatness that God has designed you to be. You have to have introspect. You know, change the way you think about yourself. You know, it's all about introspect and how you look at things. Um, and then gifts, walk in those gifts, understand those gifts, identify your gifts, yours, not anybody else's. I wish I could do this like her or I was, well, what can you do? What has God instilled in you? What gifts has That's he true. uniquely given you? And don't listen to that small voice that says, I don't have any gifts. Yes, you do. We all have them. We all have them, and the enemy will always make us think like God hasn't gifted us with anything, but he has. We all have them, so take the time, do some spiritual gifts analysis, do whatever you need to do to tap into those gifts, and I think a lot of times we want to look into the deep thing of these big major gifts, and sometimes it could be simple. You have a caring heart, or you're a kind person, or you know your gifts don't have to be these deep spiritual things, but they're just as impactful no matter what they are. There are no levels. Every gift is important. Every gift has weight and merit. And Look at your habits. You know, what are you doing to keep yourself stuck? And that was hard for me because I had to understand, girl, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting to get a different result. That's insanity. You know, are your habits insane? Do you need to change your habits? It's sort of like saying, I want to be healthy, but you want to eat the same thing, yes. you know? And, and I, this has been like a wake up call even for me at 51, 50 and 52, understanding, girl, if you want to change your weight, if you want to be healthy, you're going to have to exercise. I hate exercising with a passion, but getting up off my behind and saying, I'm going to hire a trainer and I'm going to work out three times a week, water aerobics, gym, whatever. And shout out to my trainer, by the way, they're amazing and awesome. And I love them. Um, But being able to consistently do that for two months, that's an accomplishment for me. But I knew that I had to change my habits. You know, you can't say you want to be healthy, but you're not doing anything to get healthy. So look at your habits. And then also the last thing, which for me is the most important, Constance, is waking up each day with a heart of gratitude and thankfulness. Yes. Oh,
0: gosh, I'm glad you said that. Waking up each
1: day and saying, you know what, God, I may not be where I think I should be, but I thank you for where I am. I thank you for every trial. I thank you for every, you know, every hurt. I thank you for the trauma. I thank you for everything. Cause I know that all of those things have been working together for my good. And and in working for my good, I know that I'm gonna be able to work for your good. Yes. And you know, that kind of thing is, is what, and then the last thing is, as it relates to shifting forward, you can only shift if you move, you can't stay stuck. You gotta do something. So whatever your something is, and again, don't subscribe to the small step, little step, bit. do something every day to reach your goals and live your dreams. You know, that's how we get unstuck. That's how we shift forward constantly. It takes action. You know, shifting is an action word. Forward can only happen if you're moving, if you're doing something. So just make sure, resign yourself every day to, to doing something every day to reach your dreams. And I know, I don't know what my time limit is, but anyway, I just could not leave without talking about purpose. Cause this is another thing that I want to make sure people understand okay, that time. This is my show. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk about purpose because sometimes I get so frustrated because I think the world has made people think that they need to be seeking this deep, profound, they need to go on this quest to find their purpose. And I'm gonna, I don't know what my purpose is. and We have made people feel so bad because, you know, they don't know what their purpose is. But I want to say purpose is not some deep thing that we're all striving for. It's not something we got to look for all the time. Purpose is within us. You are purpose. So every day that you get up and you walk freely in your gifts and your talents and you share them with the world, you are operating in purpose. Now, there are levels to how much you share in your purpose. So the question is, could I be doing more? Am I fully operating in my purpose? Do I need to be doing more to share my purpose with the world? That's the question you need to be asking. But understand that we are all purpose. You are purpose by, very, by the very nature of God forming you, creating you, and sending you to the world. You are purpose. So it's not something you need to be seeking because you, it already exists in you. And I just want to make sure to encourage somebody because I really feel like sometimes people, they get so hung up in that and they feel less than Because the world has made them feel like, well, you don't know what your purpose is. You need to be finding your purpose. Seek your purpose. girl. Whoever you are listening to me today, understand you are purpose. You already have it. It's already in you. Tap into it. Exercise it. And go out there and be God God has called you to be. Wow.
0: Wow. You know, you said something earlier about gifts and and small gifts and no gift is greater than the other. You know, and I thought back to when I first started in nursing and I worked in long term care and we had this resident. She probably was 70 pounds soaking wet, but she was a ball of fire. Mm -hmm. And she would always say a little bit goes a long way. Right. They were saying a little bit goes a long way. And I listened to her say that. I'm like, you know, she's right. You know, it takes a little bit. It only takes a little bit of gumption for us or just to push ourselves to move forward. Mm-hmm. Just a little. Doesn't take a big push, just a little. Right. And That's then right. make something may happen in your life and say, okay, I, I, I've had it. I'm going to do something about this. And it'll push it. And sometimes it may just be one word someone says to you that day. Mm-hmm.
1: That's right. It'll push That's it. Right.
0: So we all have gifts and talents. Okay, scripture talks about that and you know your gift is gift is no greater than mine exactly you know the gifts that god gave us are the gifts that he intended for us to have so we have to take what we have and work with it and make things
1: happen exactly and don't get upset because you see somebody else walking in their gift like nobody's stopping you from walking in yours like nobody's stopping you from doing the things that god has called you to do he just wants you to be willing That's all it takes, Constance, is a willing heart. Mm -hmm. Like God can do so much with someone who is willing to do things on his behalf and to do what he's called us to do. And that's what he's waiting on. He's just waiting on us to be obedient and willing. And he will take our willingness and our obedience and blow our minds if we let him. Wow. Wow. So tell us about your book. So this is my book. I don't know. I know when you do it. um, Yes. There you go. Yes. So this is my book. It's called Living Big, Bold, Inspired, and Gifted, Shattering the Looking Glass to Release the Greatness Within. And it is um, definitely a lot of my own personal story about overcoming the things that I saw when I looked in the looking glass um, and understanding that. We often spend so much time looking at ourselves through the viewpoint of other people and also through the viewpoint of our own negative idiosyncrasies of our our, our stereotypes of ourselves. So, But we seldom think about that in order to change what we see outwardly, the work has to go on internally. So I mastered doing the work outside. To the outside world, Vernon was confident. Vernon was awesome. Vernon was smart. Verna was accomplished. Verna was all these things. But inside, the part that the world couldn't see, Verna was a mess, you know? And I would look in the mirror every day and pretend that I was okay with who I was, you know? And then God was like, girl, we got to get you together because you're really not as great as you think you are. You know, and it's so funny. And I say that because I don't know how God talks to other people, but I can tell you, he has to talk to me like that because he has to get me together. So I have to hear you know, I need the nitty gritty from him. And he, you know, he had to help me see in order for you to truly walk this walk of self-love, self-acceptance and appreciation for who you are, you've got to be willing to do this internal work. And so my book is about a lot of the internal work that God had to do on me um, and in me in order for me to be able to fully walk in the things that he's called me. I would never have been able to be an entrepreneur Um, to write this book, to do this podcast if I had not done that internal work. And so I wanted to share my journey with those who get my book and help them understand, don't doubt your gifts, don't doubt your skills, don't doubt your abilities. Use these principles to shift your mindset so that you can unleash the beast of potential that resides in you. It's doable. It's doable. And I just wanted to give everyone a pathway to overcoming stigmas and doubts and embrace their best selves.
0: Wow. 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 That, that's totally amazing. And I'm, I, like I said, I'm listening to you talk and I'm like, okay, <laughs> this switched back a few years ago. And so I'm just so glad that we, and I, I know it was the intervention. Like I said, there were so many people in that room that day. I just happened to select that room for whatever reason that day. I was browsing on Clubhouse, had some time and listened in. And when I heard you, I'm like, okay, I have got to reach out to her. Got to. Because there was some familiarity there,
1: yes. but there
0: was also some kindred spirits there. Yes. that had been through some things and were working them out and working to help bring others out. And that's the whole thing. You know, I, I, I don't know about you, your full purpose, but I know for myself, I know that mine is to inspire,
1: mm-hmm.
0: encourage, and to motivate. Because yes. that's what God has placed on me to do. Yes. That is what I enjoy doing. And now that I look back over my life, it's something I've done all the time. I've done it all the time. Yes. Even before I went through all this transformation, mm-hmm. I have done it all the time. And I can remember when we were in college, my friends would come to me for advice. I'm like, who are you asking me for? I don't know. But they would right. listen to the guidance that I gave them. So mm-hmm. this is something that I have been doing. It's a God-given gift. And it's something that I enjoy. And it's something that I do, whether it be in my current workplace, be in the community, in the church, or whatever. That's what I do. And that's what my mantle is and what yeah. I will do until I leave this
1: world. And I have to tell you how much I appreciate you even just reaching out and, you know, it's not many people that come to you and not only do they want to share your platform to be able to reach other people, but just to take you under their wing and say, you know, I want to connect with you. I want to partner with you. I want to collaborate with you. I want to help you. They're not, you know, this is such a great world and there's so many people who are supposed to be doing that. Not many people actually will. So you actually live what you preach. And I'm a testament to your taking me under your wing and saying, I want to help you. And so I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for doing that. And thank you for this platform where people can come and share their stories and share their gifts and their talents. And, you know, being able to share your shine with other people is absolutely amazing. And so I do want to thank you for just having me because that's, that's so important to me.
0: You know, and thank you so much. And I'm glad you said it because guess what? My shine is not my shine.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know,
0: if I shine, others shine. Other people, exactly. Exactly. As I shine, others shine. So it's not my shine. It really isn't. It all belongs to him. And like I said, I'm, I'm in a season of gratitude right now. And that's just where I am right now in my life. I'm just grateful for whatever... I don't care what it is. I am grateful because it could be a whole lot worse. But God has me in a place in a space Mm. right now to hear and to receive. Right. And I'm just grateful. And and I'm thankful. Thank you for coming, agreeing to come on this podcast. Thank you. Yes. Again, give us the name of
1: your book. It's called Living Big, Bold, Inspired, and Gifted shattering the looking glass to embrace the greatness within and you can find it on my website which is vernamayersfackenlay.com just my whole name.com or it is on amazon as well and if you search my name on amazon it'll come up automatically um so either on my website vernamayersfackenlay.com or on amazon and there's i see that scrolling my name is scrolling constance but there is an s on my name, so it's Verna Mayers. Yeah, I just changed it. I just yeah. put it in the comments yeah. so everybody can see it. So, yeah, um, so.
0: so are you on social media as well?
1: I am. I'm on Facebook as Verna Mayers-Fockenlay or Verna Inspires on Facebook, um, Twitter, Instagram as Verna Inspires. And I'm on LinkedIn, of course, under my name, Verna Mayers-Fockenlay. Verna Inspires.
0: Okay. Now I'm putting it out here so... In the comments, so people can see it, or I can spell. Okay. Okay. We okay. Well, Verna, we thank you here at the Speakeasy for joining us. Please come back again because we've got Anytime. some other things that's going to be going on. Anytime. The podcast is growing, and I thank God because I did not expect it to grow as fast as it has. It just started in May, and it's just growing with leaps and bounds. So I thank you so much for sharing your story. I thank you so much. And thank you, you for make- having me. Yes. Yes. And until next week to our listening audience, come back again. Same time, same place for the Sunday evening wind down and wind down here at the Speak Easy. May God bless you richly today, tomorrow, and always. Take care.